Hello everyone, welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast where we discuss certain sensitive subjects such as decapitation, kitty cat noises, exposed breasts, yes. um, childs involved in deaths, torture, torture. But like manly torture, yeah. Not like not like Eli Roth torture, but like do mm. like manner of honor, kind of like Eli torture. Roth level of removal of appendages, the tongue. Oh, I've never seen any hostile or anything. Oh, I just assume, me neither. But I'm just yeah. assuming it's that level of fucking violence. Of Probably and shit. Still very tasteful though. Yeah, yeah. Much more I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Gabriel Elizabeth Mar the Fourth, and with me, as always, is my co-host Ryan Winifred. Snyder the seventh. Hello, Winifred. Hello. How are the Winifreds one through six? Uh, I couldn't hear that. <laughs> I just like I add more and more saliva to my mouth whenever I use that kind of voice. So the next sentence would have been like, "Well, that's wonderful." I just spit all over you. Yeah, it's all right. I'll, I'll, I've swapped spit with you. I think from drinking out of Probably. the same glassware from you. Yeah, over the last year and change. Yep. So, um, yeah, we do. We talk about movies. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, a gory <laughs> shit. Um. I've been doing this more for Soul Readers as well. Ryan, introduce yourself to listeners who don't know who you are. Um, Ryan Snyder, one of your co-hosts. Uh, I like movies, I make drinks, and occasionally I make bold statements. Indeed, indeed. And yourself, sir? Oh, um, I'm Gabriel Mara, as I said before. I am a radio producer, I am a sometimes comedian and filmmaker, but for the most part I just like, I, I sit and I wait for emails. Mm. The the Ryan the horrible truth about everyone else's job. If you've ever wondered if you're missing out by working in service, and I know you haven't, uh, most of it's waiting for emails. Damn. It it sucks. Do you yeah. know how hard it is to not go on like Pornhub when you're waiting for emails for work? I can imagine that's extremely difficult. Yeah. So I, I try to work in public because if I'm at yeah. home, I can't just I can't whip it out. I can't search hentai. I keep on forgetting that my girlfriend listens to this now. Yeah. Yep. And once again, we brought up pornography. I do it all the time. Sorry, Professor. Professor, just know he brought it up, not me. Yeah, no, that's on me. Oh, well. Ryan, how are you? How was your past? It's been a little while since we sat it's been down. A while. It's been a little while since uh, we sat down and had a show. Yeah, it's been about like two weeks. Yeah, about? No. We didn't do two MGVs in a row. No, because we had, you didn't, we did host. Yes. And then last week we recorded with our friends on the Whip Around. Oh, that's true. If you guys didn't hear it, we did a guest spot on the Whip Around. It was a wonderful time. I actually had a lot of fun. Those was, was good dudes, mm-hmm. Sean and Phil. They were, on a, they were on a tight ship and it was a great time. Yeah. Friends of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Friends of the show. I believe Phil would like to guest again next week if you want to do Lady Vengeance to do a little bit more Korea. Yeah, I'm cool. I, I want to get Sean on too. Oh, yeah. Honestly, let's see if we can get both of them on. That'd be cool. Like a Monday evening, we'll hang out. Yeah. It'll be cool. Hang out, chill out. Yeah. Have some wine again. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and have a cool, a better setup going, so that way like we won't be showing up so badly by them. Yeah. They have a beautiful setup. It is freaking beautiful. It's pretty It's, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty great. Nice and removed from the uh, the world of... Yeah. You don't hear everything. truck sounds. Yeah, sorry. It's just... Um, one of those days. It's one of those days. I think it's supposed to snow here pretty heavily on the East Coast. <laughs> Not a fan. And... Uh, I think everyone's trying to just get out and enjoy the sunshine as much as possible. That's true. Good thing you and I are indoor movie types. Yes. Speaking of indoor movie types, Ryan, have you seen anything fun lately? Um, you know what? I've 
I, I keep saying this on the show, but like I'm going to be getting more time. I think it's mm-hmm. with uh, I listened to. Where's the time, Ryan? It's not even that. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Kevin Smith, mm. and it was when he was interviewing Grant Morrison. Recover and, soon, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Please, man. I can't. The world cannot be without you. Yeah, I've been shitting on him for years, and all of a sudden he gets a health scare, and I'm like, oh, we can't lose him. Oh, dude, I've been like sucking his dick for years. I've been shitting on him for since uh, Zach and Mary, and I like Zach and Mary. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Zach and Mary. Yeah. Um, anyway, he was uh, doing an interview with uh, Grant Morrison, and he mentioned before he went into like production on one of his movies, he like had this last great like creative meal mm-hmm. where he like read a whole bunch of uh, I think it was Doom Patrol. Okay. And I was like, I, is that Gerard Way's run or <clears throat> no? I've been looking at that. I've been looking at Gerard. It was Grant Morrison's run. Oh, that's my bad. But it, when you did look at Gerard Way, like uh, I think the first two <clears throat> volumes are out. It's really good. No matter your opinion of My Chemical Romance, that guy can write a fucking comic. All right. I also heard they're bringing um, uh, Robot Man into uh, the Teen Titans show. Fine. Which is so cool. I, I we'll do this in part two. My love yeah. of Doom Patrol. Oh, but so yeah. um, I think they're also doing an Umbrella Academy TV show, which is I've, yeah, we talked about Netflix, exciting. right? Yeah, I think Netflix is doing. That's really is it animated or live action? I think live action. That should be pretty fucking cool. Um, anyway, so he talked about having this last like great creative meal before he went into creative like output mode. And I'm doing a new uh, cocktail menu at the bookstore Speakeasy. Where's at, that, Ryan? Uh, 336 Adams Street, South Bethlehem. Is this some uh, kind of wonderful craft cocktail bar? It is. I knew it. With me and three other sexy boys making delicious drinks. Our new mm. menu coming out is all uh, Quentin Tarantino themed. Yeah. So, like... I'm, like, expelling all of my creativity right now, and I don't have, like, time to consume mm-hmm. as much. So, uh, like, all my energy is going into, like, a drink menu and thinking about drinks and trying nice. to be creative. So now that all that's just about done, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be in consume mode again. I see. The only thing I'm really watching and keeping up with is uh, The Alienist. Oh, yes. You, you went thought about that one. I still haven't seen the pilot. I still hear it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty freaking great. So uh, hopefully in the next week or two, I'll be into, you know, getting more movies and all that jazz in my system. How about yourself? Um, Let's see. What have I seen lately? I've been trying to, like, sit, oh, I don't catch up with anything new. Um, I started watching, uh, as as listeners know, um, The Professor, my lady friend. She is a doctor in English literature. So we started watching the BBC miniseries of And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. Oh. It's actually really fucking good, Ryan, and you would really get behind it, I think. It's kind of like, it's kind of weird to put it this way, but it's a little bit, the way they direct it and cut it, it's a little bit more Fincher and a little bit more Kubrick. Ooh. So it's very, very cool. Visually, it's excellent, and a lot of really intense flashbacks. Is it dark and raining all the time? Pretty much. It's England. Yes. Yeah. It's a bunch, It's like ten people. Um, all of them... Have you seen Clue? I don't think no. You Clue is basically a parody of that. Okay. So it's ten people in a on an island. They've all been lured there because they've all been secretly... They've all secretly committed a murder of sorts, and they start slowly picked off one by one. And it's it's pretty fucking amazing. It's visually super engrossing, and it's it's on the bloody side, but it's pretty cool. I like that. Have I seen the other movies, Ryan? Let's see what have what have I been doing with my time? Work. I've been working. I've been doing all this this fucking emailing stuff. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Actually, I want to bring back up that one anime that I mentioned weeks ago when we get back into our actual Not talk of the movie. That we, Not pornography. It's about gambling. But I don't know. I don't think I've seen anything else much. Also, I was going to suggest this. Do you think I could persuade the owners of the bookstore to throw me a tiny bit of cash 
or at least free drinks maybe because I would think it'd be fun for your Instagram of the bookstore speakeasy if I Instagram your faces along with the movies themed with the Quentin Tarantino things for posts on, on Instagram for the bookstore. So it would be um, the cocktail, swipe right, say it would be an image of you on uh, Harvey Cartel's body in From Dust Till Dawn in honor of the Faithless Preacher. I think you could probably get a couple drinks out of that. I mean, I'm pre- I, I drink for free for the most part anyway, but still. Yeah, it'd be more like, hey, Gabriel can come in and have free drinks until he leaves. Yeah. And you're not the type to take advantage of that situation. No, God, no. I, I, I'm, I'm a gentleman. LCB, I hope you're not listening to this. Who? Liquor Control Board. Oh. <laughs> nope, not, nope. So, I'll, I think I'm going to be fun. So, I'd love to see your new menu, Ryan. I'm very excited for it. It's pretty cool. Very, very exciting times. All right, so, uh, did, did we do a movie? We did a movie. We did a movie? This is our first, well, I guess, Wolf and Cub was the first time we did a sequel, and now it's the first time we did a trilogy. Yeah. And there probably. are six of these. Yeah, there's only there's three more to go. I have only... The only one I have not watched is the last one. Mm-hmm. Is that the one of the zombies? I think so, because it's um, White Heaven and Hell. Is that subtitle? I shrugged. Yeah. It's supposedly the most like bonkers one of the entire series, which mm-hmm. I'm curious how that like plays out, because these are all pretty fucking bonkers. Yeah, I'm kind of like curious about how it's like... Which one's gonna be the Rocky Four of the series? Probably that one. Yeah, I mean we don't we don't want a Rocky Five because that's just like like the kind of awkward. Let's go back to basics, but totally misunderstanding material. Yeah, we don't want like a street fight in the alley. Yeah, no. What was that kid's name? Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that guy sucked. Yeah. Ugh. Right. Like... How do you feel about Creed Two coming out? Um, uh, uh, good. Uh, I wish it was Coogler, like, Coogler again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Funnily enough, I was actually, like, randomly I wanted to watch, like, a, a Creed clip last night, so I, like, mm-hmm. YouTubed it, and I love the ending of that movie. Such a good movie. Um, so, good. Um, I don't know how it's going to play out, because yeah. I, I think it's such an easy route to go to Ivan Drago's son. Yeah. I, I really feel like they're, they're, the, the, the risk-reward is way too wrong. Yeah. I feel like... I don't want, I do not want a shitty Creed sequel. Because I think that would ruin Creed 1 for me. Because that's such a perfect top yeah. to bottom movie. That having a shitty sequel would break my heart. Yeah. It would be, it would be like. It would tarnish. Like, it'd be like Baby Driver again. I'd be like, like my, my world view would be hurt by it. I found someone who loves that movie. Who? Well, don't say who. <laughs> uh, chef of the Bookstore. Okay. Well, I, I like that he and I have... He's a very big into, like, the driving culture, yeah, He's though. a car guy. And also, he has that taste where he likes giant robots. And not even, like, Pacific Rim giant robots. He likes Gundam kind of things. Yeah. Which isn't really my speed. He also yeah. liked Rogue One. Yeah. Well, we convinced him not to like yeah. it, though. After, like, two days, we're like, no, it's an awful movie. Mm-hmm. He's like... Yeah, I guess you're right. We did it! Okay, yes. so yeah, we did, we did do a movie. Ryan, this was your pick, sort of. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, you. it's, yeah. What is the movie we did? Uh, we did Lone Wolf and Cub 3. I think it's uh, Baby Cart at River Sticks. Nope, that's number two. Oh, okay. Uh, Baby Cart to Hades. To Hades! Uh, Trailer! The Samurai. In his hands, flashing steel became the ultimate weapon of vengeance. And the ultimate samurai was Ogami Ito.
He lived in a time of warlords and murderous clans. A time when oppressors took what they wanted, protected by the vicious mercenaries of the blade. The governor's samurai are fast too, Ogami. It's their power you're afraid of. Ogami stood alone against them all. Ogami. We'll kill you if you try to leave. You cannot stand against us. Then kill me. He traveled a vengeance trail marked by the blood of his enemies. Stop. Don't die for no reason. We'll leave this fight to somebody whose skill is as great as his. A master of the blade couldn't stop him. Hired assassins couldn't touch him. And the elite palace guards fell under his sword. Then, in the valley of hell, they threw an army at him. And he threw it back, a piece at a time. one-man war. In his hands, cold steel became lightning swords of death. Raise a kung fu fist against Ogami Ito, and he'll chop it off. Nice. Great trailer. Um, It'd be funny <clears throat> if there actually wasn't a trailer. We just got... If, 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 Post-script, if um, there wasn't a trailer, I'm leaving in the silence. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> um, it is the third in the series... It is the one that I was actually hoping to get to after I watched the uh, Criterion clip of it, because mm-hmm. it does feature Ito, Ito Ogami fighting 200 dudes at the end yeah, of this movie. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty great. Ryan, I'm going to give you the challenge. Do you remember, offhand, the name of either the director or the lead actor? Uh, what, what, Todd? No. <laughs> you started, kind Watab, of? Mutambi? What, something? Well, the director is Kenji Misumi, or Misumi, if you want to be fancy about it. And uh, I'm going to keep on giving you syllables. to It's Tomisaburo Wakayama. Okay. Yes. And, God bless um, you. Yes. Uh, very nice. And, uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, so little background on this for those of you who missed our previous two episodes our second episode was was the first movie and our like 20 something no yeah 20 something was was two Lone Wolf 2 let's find that out but um, this is based on the comic book series Lone Wolf and Cub by Kazuo Koike he like Ryan, you, you, I, I, I'm sure we went over this in the last one. Um, you got some of the comics, right? How did you feel about them? Uh, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't really read through it. Be, I don't know why. Like I bought it, and it just it sits here. Because it's kind of boring and formulaic. Maybe. Yeah, that's not how I'd put it. I think like, like the comic kind of gets old pretty fast. Yeah, I, like I, I'm sure I'll get there. <laughs> 
But oh, yeah, it's, uh, episode 26 was Baby Cry Paper Sticks. Okay. It rhymed. Yay. Fun. We didn't plan that. No, we didn't. Oops, that's my phone. Um, yeah, so it's produced by Shintaro Katsu, also known as Satoichi, the blind swordsman. Mm-hmm. You should watch one of those. They're really great. Okay. It's more along the lines of Harakiri, where it's a quieter. Okay. But also kick-ass More, more personal, fights. intense story. Exactly. Less, less geezers of blood. Geysers? Geysers. Geysers. I always say geezers. Um, and Shintaro uh, Katsu, he was Zatoichi, and Kenji Misumi did a bunch of like, Zatoichi films as well. He did the first four, Lone Wolves and Cubs. Yes. Ryan, give us the breakdown of Lone Wolf and Cub 3! As or... with all Lone Wolf and Cub movies, there's mm-hmm. like four storylines going on. Yeah, it kind of works with the, what's it called, the episodic nature of the comic. Yeah, where you have to fit in like these, like, you have to fit in the... Vignettes. The badass moments. Yeah. You have to give uh, Itogami like those moments to be a badass. So you have to set him up constantly. Mm-hmm. So like this opens with like uh, these uh, samurai trying to or raping like, yeah, just yeah. raping. So much rape. Why yeah. is there so much rape? I, I was it like part of the culture in like uh, the was it Udo period? Edo period. Edo period. Edo is the original name of Tokyo. Okay. So yeah, during these days, I think that might have just been part of it. Like, I maybe. But I, I think also it's just a kind of a hallmark in Japanese culture, like this this bizarre hardcore rape culture thing. Yeah, Chinese and Japanese culture, as we saw with Street Fighter, mm-hmm. which was. I really wanted that to be so much better. I yeah. was like, cool, it's going to be like a fucking man. No, he sells a woman sex slavery. Yeah. And then he wins. <laughs> yeah, and then I he wins. Oh, it, that, that, that left such a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Oof. Um, so, yeah, uh, Ito kills people then. Yeah. And then that dude wants to, like, challenge him to a duel. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're expecting, like, this awesome, like, sword duel between him and the swordsman. And... He just like subverts the whole thing and goes for an even more badass moment where he's like, yeah. I call it a do- uh, draw. Yeah, like this... he read his eyes and his yeah. movements. He saw true samurai in him. Yeah. Yeah, like the one honorable guy, he kills one of the goons because also it starts on like a hot summer day. I love how this, this movie does that thing, you know, that I love so much that it's texture. Mm-hmm. That everyone is so sweaty in this movie and you see all the drops of blood and everything. A tiny, tiny sidestep to that. Ryan, does it ever. Is it amaze you as much as it does me that only now is our our home video experiences matching the way film is supposed to look? Does it amaze me? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I also like. There's also a part of me that's always gonna love the like little tracking on VHS. Yeah. I love the grain, but at the same time, can you imagine like seeing Lone Wolf and Cub Three back in the 80s when it was released in America under Shogun Assassin 2 and just being seeing a shitty tracking copy and then all of a sudden you get the final beautiful Blu-ray Criterion release and you can see every hair on someone's head it's just an amazing thing that this was shot in fucking 72 and it was and like it looks gorgeous it's so I clean think and that there's something to be said about both ways to view it mm-hmm. uh, that's just me I, I, I would like if somebody was like hey I got a VHS copy of fucking Shogun Assassin yeah. 2 you want to watch I'd be like fuck yeah Yeah. and then someone's like hey do you want to watch this on Blu-ray I'm like fuck yeah I would see it both ways I think it'd be a wonderful thing but hot sweaty beautiful and it's it starts with these sweaty dudes and they're like hey come on man come and rape with us and he's yeah. like pass 
Yeah. And it's then like, they no, yeah, no. There's a child here. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And then they go about assaulting, and then like sort of honorable guys all like, "Lope." Yeah, somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna draw, draw the sword straw. Yeah, and then they had he had a Ito Okami have that showdown where like it's like no, and he walks on. Yeah, and then it's the the prostitute from the boat, mm-hmm. and she bites off her pimp's tongue. Yep. And tries to the whiner. Yeah, and then just like hides with Itsuogami, and he's like, like now nah, she's got to be punished, and he's like, I'll take her punishment. Mm-hmm. And they string him up like upside down and just like beat the, the shit spinning out. Spinning torture. Yeah. And the water dunking torture. Yeah. What's like they say it on the the like when I was reading on the online like they the what they're saying when they hit him is like the punishment it means something. Mm. Yeah. yeah, spin, spin. This else just said spin for me. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So he takes his beating like a fucking not even his beating, her beating. He yeah. takes it like a hero. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I'm as a young man who was a Japanophile. I'm still kind of like, what is his logic? I don't understand him at all. He's basically like this crisp Western badass who also follows his own version of. Bushido, yeah. But kind of like that's always the demon what I wonder. Pa- the demon way in hell, man. I would love to see like what's the manifesto for the demon way in hell because I don't know. Oh. I don't understand his code at all. I really don't. Like, There's got to be like somewhere like the notes of like what yeah. what his like personality and like like um what do they call it for uh, shows like the Bible? Yeah. Yeah, like I would love to see like a Bible on like Itogami. There must be one. Let's find it. Listeners, tweet at us. Yeah, please, if somebody's got a copy like But no one knows this shit. I mean, I, I, I don't. Yeah, and how many other, like, ways are there? Yeah, are there multiple ones? What does it mean to be the demon's way of hell? And I, I, it's really like... So I, I try to be a contextual viewer, really be in there, not judge it based on my own worldview. But at the same time, I'm like, why won't he let her go? I guess the memorial tablet kind of thing. But what, like... Why is like he, he claims to not want to get involved in like other yeah. people's disputes he unless there's, unless there's a, a deal like unless right there's away. a buck in it. Yeah. But like, like randomly he decides to like save this poor hooker yeah. and then like, I don't know. That's... I feel like I think there's it's it's something deliberate they're doing, but also it's such it's so jarringly quick. You'd think a thing preoccupied with like honor and Bushido that you would. Why would you start a movie? With the brutal rapes and murders of three people, and then we cut to our hero, who was barely involved, kind of like, like structurally and storytelling wise, I'm not sure I understand the purpose. Yeah. I don't. I. I it's so interesting to me watching these. It's just like, wait, but why? I don't. What? Yeah. Um. So at, at this point, we're like halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to toss you the second half. Okay. So, um, he's... So, this hooker um, um, seeks refuge with, uh, with Ogami. And when he takes a punishment for her to clear the debt, um, it's this, like, the Yakuza woman who's in charge, who owns mm-hmm. her, and the head of the brothel, the gang, she's the one who's like, it's Ogami, you have to take punishment or pay the debt for her. So, he takes the punishment, the girl is freed, and then the girl's like, well... You paid her punishment, and she's free now, but there's still the matter of the murder of the pimp. So if you want to make that up to us, surprise, my dad is actually a guy who wants to hire you to kill this dude 
who is affiliated with something or other. Yeah, it's dot, that's dot, like dot ellipsis. Yeah, here's where it gets murky. I I think it's they tend to get murky like yeah. right around this point in every movie. So, Yakuza girl, I think her name was Torie. She's the twin sister of someone yeah, for some like, reason who does a thing. For some reason, twins are looked yeah. down upon. Okay, I think he's like yeah, Torizo, Torizo. Um, okay, let me see if I can figure this out. So, I was also trying to get the microphones to work while watching this. Okay. So, the Yakuza girl. Her name is Torizo. So she hi- she brings Ogami to her dad, who was a higher up in a feudal home. He got his arm cut off by Ogami when trying to force a lord to commit seppuku. And then after all that, this corrupt governor ruined their family, I think. So now, one-armed guy wants to hire Ogami to kill the dude who ruined his family. Toyotomi, I think the guy's name is. Sawatari. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so, Itogomi, as always, refuses, and then says yes. Money, reasons, dot, dot, dots. So he goes out, and then the target inadvertently kind of like brings him in, to try and hire him to kill someone else. More flashbacks. Um, the target, this guy, like this governor type, kind of like, you know, rich dude. He has a samurai bodyguard and a gunman bodyguard. He tries to hire Ito Ogami. Classic, like, 80s, like, yeah. NES bosses. Yes, oh, that'd be so... I would love an NES game of this. Oh, it would look so badass. fucking cool. You know, there, I'm pretty sure it's an arcade beat-em-up of this game. Really? I think so. Okay, I'm looking at um, it. I'll put a link to the sound effects in here. So Ito Ogami declines the offer, and then it's all like, why didn't you kill him? It's like, that guy would have fucking killed you like that, dude. It yeah. doesn't matter how many guns I have, he would have been killed. Violence occurs, and then uh, Ito Ogami fights the gunman. He tricks him using a Daigoro. Daigoro. Um, by putting him in the water, guns. Cool sword fight thing, he gets him. And then the swordsman comes after him. And this was the first time watching the movie where I shouted, holy fuck. It's when, when he kills the swordsman. Mm-hmm. That's so great. So Ito Ogami dispatches the bodyguards. And then he decides he's going to go take on the governor. The governor sends his whole fucking army after him. 200 dudes. And versus Ito Ogami and Daigoro. With the baby cart. Yeah. If you Ryan, want, I'll put this back to you. If you want a crowning moment of badass mm-hmm. in film, look no further. Yep. One man and his fucking toddler. Baby cart. And you, you like they really pull out all the stops, all the tricks and shit that yeah. the fucking baby card has in this. So, like, just uh, like I'm not even gonna like spoil the whole thing. Just watch it. Well, but like, spoiler alert: he kills fucking mm-hmm. everyone, and then the last dude who comes at him, guess what? Itogami had fucking guns the whole time. And also, time. he's a fucking gunman. He kicks ass as a gunman. Yeah, it's, it's he just like awesome. falls, and he's just laying there like shirtless, like looking like he's like, oh well, I got the killing stroke, mm-hmm. and just like. Boom. Yeah. Double six draws shooters. guns, double six shooters, fucking shoots him. Bye-bye, like, governor. Whoa. He had guns the whole fucking time. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. I love how much of a badass, like, and you know, like, I, I, for me, uh, uh, like, badass is so relative, because I think that, like, for me, like, I tend to, like, 
I would call Doctor Who badass because he uses his words in a cool way to get a situation. Yeah. But also, there's different levels of badass. Yeah, I, I tend to be more reserved than you when it comes to what I'll call badass. But this is so fucking actual badass. He kills two hundred dudes if mostly his baby car and all the tools in it and everything. It's 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 pretty fucking rad. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. And then and then finally. He has the showdown with that samurai from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Which, more flashbacks. More flashbacks? Like, he left his, like, master's side to, like, go, like... Yeah. Yeah, this is the point where I was... It was, like, 4 a.m. and I'm, like, getting yeah. bleary-eyed. Yeah, he's, he's telling um, Ito how he became a ronin. Yes. And it's that he was a palanquin guard um, protecting his master's cart. They're set upon by bandits. And Kamde, that's the name of the honorable villain guy here, he's, like... The best way for I thought the best way to protect my master was to kill all of them, and then it turned and he does like a like a yeah. fucking badass, and then it turns out because he left his station he is disgraced and run out of town. And then Itogami's just like I would have done the same thing. And the guy's like thank you that's yeah. all I needed to hear now I can die. Also amazing sword fight. Yeah, and Ito gets a little mm-hmm. slashy slash yeah, across the back. back, but yeah, and then homeboy dies, but he dies. Honorable death. Yeah, he has um, this really beautiful tiny sequence where he commits Harakiri, and there's like a little little cool effect where um, Ito, even though he's covered in blood and shit, it he reverts like they allow each other to be honorable with each other one again to be quote unquote true samurai to each other, and like in a kind of like neat vision, he's back in his ceremonial garb and his proper attire as the shogun executioner. Cuts his fucking head off. Great. Ca- I love the fucking camera thing where it's the rolling head. Yeah. Awesome. See, I. One of the like other effects that I really like in the mo- in all these movies is the uh, the music. Mm-hmm. It's so seventies, yeah, but in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like it's it's just a really cool soundtrack, and it just gets like so. It's like almost like seventies porn. I think this like, movie waka, waka, waka. is this amazing time capsule where, in as the years went on in Japanese film, they kind of went pretty far away from the classic. I guess you can make the same argument about American film. But, you know, you have that classic look from the 60s, and then it kind of became more modern in the 80s, where it started to look a little cheaper. But this Lone Wolf and Cub, at least the first three I've seen, go from the first one, pretty 60s arty, second one, more grody. This one is a straight-up 70s film, where it's just... Like, there's that Bruce Lee, Enter the Dragon, like, funk kind of music to it. But also it has these beautiful, composed shots and patches of silence and it's just it's like i really can't overstate this is a visually gorgeous movie i kept on taking screenshots of it because mm-hmm. i really love the way it looked kenji misumi is such a he's a fucking great director i think you're gonna i, I forget if it's the next one or the fifth one is mm-hmm. my favorite um and the fifth one is when kenji misumi left the project okay whichever one has the tattooed chick Ooh. is my favorite one we'll get to it it's pretty, like, I, I think that one, like, looks the cool, and that's the most, like, personal okay. of, the, of, the, of the stories. I'm into that. I, it's pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, this chick has, like, these cool, like, demon tattoos, and she's, like, almost like a, a female foil to Itoogami. Cool. I'm all with that. Yeah. Nice. So, they, like I said, they only get better. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they, uh, they move a little bit quicker. Like, the first one was, like, is a little bit of a tougher watch. Yeah. Because um, it, it has, slow. yeah, it's slow, and the moments of cool shit mm-hmm. happen so I, infrequently. And the third act to me is yeah. just not that great. It's the one where the the vignette structure is the absolute clunkiest. Yeah, this is the first one. Where, it opens so yeah. fucking cool though. Oh yeah, well even the second one, I'm just kind of like, 
it takes a little time to get going. This one, they figured out oh, the, with the machine. Lords of death. Yeah. Well, this one, they figured out the machine where it's just like, vignette, bloody shit, over. Next vignette. Kind of tied together three things. It's the first seamless one. Because mm -hmm. the first two, really, like, I would totally, if, if my job as an editor in the 80s was like, hey, take these two movies and cut them together, I'd be like, no problem. This one, I'd be like, are you sure? I don't want to cut it at all. This one actually works T to B, which I guess is why they released yeah. it more or less uncut in Shogun Assassin 2. Yeah. I would like to see what Shogun Assassin 1 looks like. I know that's on the Criterion. Is it? Oh, it is, right? Yeah. We should do that as a special kind of thing. That'd be fun. Ryan, I think we love these movies. That's kind of easy to say. What, yeah. what, so what don't you like about them? Is there something about these where you're kind of like... There's, I have pacing issues from time to time. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Um... Some of the, like we talked about, some of the morals of some of these characters is quite questionable yeah. at best. Yeah, like, like, like what, what's your plan? And also, why all the rape, dude? Yeah, it's not, it's not nearly as bad as, like, Street Fighter, because people who do commit, like, acts do yeah. get their punishment. yeah. And, like, the bad guys don't win, mm -hmm. which is what I like. Like, you, you want that. You want to have someone to root for. You don't want to fucking root for mm -hmm. Sonny Chiba, like, being a dick. Yeah. No, really, I, I don't... That's why I cannot advise you the Hans of the Razor films. Maybe I should commit to watching one finally, because that's the same team. Mm -hmm. Imagine uh, it's, it's Satoichi, the blind swordsman. He plays kind of a samurai dirty Harry with a lot of rape. And you're like... What is this I'm watching? This is yeah. distinctly unpleasant. I promise you, she doesn't like it. Yeah, if it's no. It's, yeah, uh, it's it's weird. It's like that the end of handmaiden guy's point of view. Mm. Yeah. But like, uh, so, okay, so I was watching this and I was kind of thinking that I'm really glad I've I've progressed to this point where I think the most interesting protagonists are not the invincible ones, where these easily get formulaic. I don't need to watch these at full attention. It's why I'll work while watching them. Yeah. I'll look up when something kick-ass is happening, when plot's happening. But I, I I think that's the kind of the bummer of watching these or Bond films or any kind of ongoing series that you can't... It, it, they're, they're always going to get formulaic. And if you like the formula, then that's perfectly fine. I enjoy the formula. Mm -hmm. But these do get a little bit boring in a way. Where I'm like... There's never any suspense. I'm always like, I just, it's, how's he going to get out of this one? Okay, cool. It does some kick-ass shit. Yeah. But I'm never... I, I think... Um, I was just saying that there's this anime that I really like. It's called Kaiji, Ultimate Survivor. And that's a series where it's about this, this dude. His only talent is that he is super, super resourceful. And, like, he thinks things through. He always finds the best possible angle. You couldn't pick him out of a crowd. But it's all about how he gets thrown into these horrific gambling scenarios because he's in, he's in horrible debt. I think I told you, it's an anime where the entire first story arc is about strategic rock, paper, scissors. Okay. And it's the most tense thing in the goddamn world. It's amazing storytelling. It's tacky and cheesy and 80s Japanese in the best possible way that there's like a narrator at all times being like, the suspense of the situation is insane. Kaiji, the only survivor can possibly make it to the situation by having his wits about him. It's like... Uh, what, what, what am I looking at? Yeah. But that's a great thing where you know Kaiji's not going to die or anything. But every situation has people you care about who you know they're probably going to fucking die. That you have no idea what's going to happen next. It is completely unpredictable, but it's still serialized storytelling. It's why I stopped watching Bond films. Or why I... Well, the one I love is Casino Royale because that's a real story about a real person. 
these are just like these are 70s films they're they're, yeah. they're exploitation product of their time films. exactly i just i wish that there was more more storytelling where you don't know what's going to happen to your protagonist where they're not invincible super killers i would like to do a comparative study of like which bond film was released closest to these hmm. and see what like Amer- like american culture like live and let die yeah, like what like we were viewing in the West mm-hmm. while these were coming out. You know, see, like, because you said both formulaic storytelling, yeah. so I'm curious how they stand up against each other. That'd be really interesting. I think it's, it's, it's interesting with, with critical viewing, you think about the context of the time. Mm-hmm. So it was the right time for that Bond and Casino Royale, and it was the right time for only these wish fulfillment stories of kick-ass um, of Ito Ogami. There's... So what does that say about, like, the most recent Bond film that was released? Of a Spectre, I think that's just people getting lazy. Well, the product of its time is that do you think just people like in that year filmmakers were being lazier for big budget like tentpole films like that? I think so. I think also when it came to Spectre, um, when Casino Royale came out, that was um, fresh, new. It was fresh, new. It was pre Marvel movies. I mean, like Marvel movies <clears throat> changed yeah. everything about this, like the atmosphere of film in America. And Spectre came out where they think they wanted to go back to basics where they didn't want to try and compete, and they thought that maybe doing a traditional Bond film was the way to go, even though I think it was the worst possible movie they could have made. I think people were just like, like I think they leaned too far into their appreciation for the past. Yeah. Like, it's, I think you're right, it is lazy to reuse villains mm-hmm. from the 60s and then try and connect all the movies under mm-hmm. one umbrella. That That is kind of... Lazy. It's lazy. So what I like is progressive storytelling. That I really, I think people always, they don't agree with me on this, but I think one of the most amazing fucking things the Fast and the Furious movies do is that, and it's also weak writing in its own way, but they've managed to pull it off. They never kill their villains. It's like, like that's that way. You have a redemptive... Like, fucking Jason Statham killed fucking Han. Han was my favorite character. I loved Han. And also, can we talk about his name is Han Solo? Is it really? Yeah. I didn't realize like, that. Spelled like, spelled like Korean, like Soul. Soul. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, god damn you, Justin Lin, you're amazing. Have you seen Better Luck Tomorrow? No. Oh, that's the movie where Han first comes from. What a fucking great idea. But that's still progressive storytelling, where I'm amazed that... At the end of, of what, six... Jason Statham, you're like you're like you killed Han, and now you're the bad guy. Fuck you. In the next film, he's one of the dudes now, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. It's not lazy in the sense that like oh we're putting this in. It's good character storytelling that all of a sudden this character you have every reason to hate. He killed Han. Is all of a sudden you're like I can't wait for Hobbs and Shaw the movie. It's gonna be awesome. I haven't seen the most recent one, but like I, I agree with you. Like it is kind of like my dirty little pleasure mm-hmm. those movies they're incredibly um, well made I don't want to go like it's weird because I don't want to go see them opening weekend because like mm-hmm. the audience oh, God, skews like a Jesus little growy Christ, for my taste yeah but I think it's like the movies that we love and appreciate now from the 80s probably mm-hmm. people didn't want to go see them in the 80s because you had like the 80s approximation of a bro going yeah. to see them opening weekend mm-hmm. so 10 to 15 20 years from now I think the Fast and Furious franchise is going to look back as like a cult classic it really is but like a cult <laughs> it is. they're they're Mega blockbusters. It's mega blockbusters. I think they're going like, to be like secret gems, more like people are going to be like, "Oh, these are actually incredibly well made." Yeah, and like I like that there is the the through line of all these characters, and you mm-hmm. are doing continual story, like a, yeah. a story that continues and builds upon itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 
I wonder how these movies would have turned out if Paul Walker hadn't died. Yeah. They would have taken a noticeably different tone. I think so. Well, that was they, what they wanted. They wanted to make the story about him. Yeah. And now they had to, you know, lean out of it a little bit. And Bring like, back Han! Yeah, he didn't die. Bring back Han! Well, Michelle Rodriguez died, but she didn't die. Uh, you know, yeah. They can't do that Paul Walker, though. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, to, to tie it to one more knot before coming back to Lone Wolf and Cub, have you seen Black Panther? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, spoiler for Black Panther. Uh, not a spoiler at all, actually, obviously. Michael B. Jordan dies, because he's the bad guy. But I saw this wonderful post where apparently the internet is combining Michael B. Jordan in with Killmonger. Like, the real actual film is that, like, Michael B. Jordan, big anime nerd, mm-hmm. that... What I want, what I prayed, was that the the comparison. Do you watch Dragon Ball Z? No, I, I missed uh, I missed, missed out on that. Boat? Yeah, okay. I'm like I'm a couple years younger than you. Yeah. So I missed out on that. That they want the the best thing they could have done was turn the comparison even deeper, where Killmonger is the Vegeta to uh, Chadwick Boseman's um, Goku, mm-hmm. where. The coolest thing they could have done is found a way to keep him in the movies. Like, they do with Loki. Loki's the best thing about yeah. that thing. That the, Like, the second Black Panther could have been the the buddy cop team up between Killmonger and Chadwick Boseman. And that would have been badass. That would have been fucking cool! Like, I like... He's so much more Kill- interesting than Black Ki- Panther. Yeah, Killmonger is a interesting character. He's a mm-hmm. villain that you go back and forth between hating and yeah. understanding. And His motivations like, make more sense than Black Panther's. Yeah, I'm going to be king because it's... Yeah. What I've told my whole life, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, not nah, your fucking dad killed my dad, and I'm here to like yeah. claim the rightful throne. Yeah, I, I'm here to end inequality. It's like, oh, that, yeah, I'm behind that as well. The message is good. The mm-hmm. the methods are not. Yeah, and I think that would have been a great chance for progressive storytelling. Where I mean, Michael B. Jordan, he's so fucking good in it. And you have him that you give him that journey. Like that's the kind of storytelling I want to make. And tying back to Lone Wolf and Cub, I wish there was. I mean, it was the, it's the wrong time. It was there were well, there are always going to be these movies. It's going to be Bond where nothing changes. But I would love a little bit more depth to. I mean, to, you've seen more than I have. I would love a little more depth to Ito Ogami. He's just a killing machine badass with next to no foibles, and I find that uninteresting after a while. I would just wish there's a little bit more to him. Like I like the idea of how the comic ends that he finally does yeah. fucking die. Spoiler. But I don't know. I I I, I these start to, I start you'll, to you'll glaze a, my eyes and it's you'll get a sequences. little bit more. Um, I think that's why I like the one with the tattooed chick mm-hmm. so much is because like there is a little bit more to him in that one. But overall, not too much more. He's just a killing machine, dude. That's okay. Like, that, that's don't get me wrong. That's still okay. I still love it. But you know, in, a, in an ideal of, world. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that makes me worried for like the eventual like remake of this mm-hmm. that they're going to like take the wrong message out of it yeah like if i were to like remake one will come in a modern day mm-hmm. i would do exactly what you're saying like give him more like flesh out his motivations more yeah. so to speak do, not to tie into our next segment do kind of what they're doing with frank castle on the punisher tv show he's still the punisher but they're giving him different shades and they're building on that character who's still a killing machine wall but you show the hurt in the man yeah you can still, have, still, be you can still have a, a disgraced soldier kind yeah. of thing and looking for his redemption for his wife who is you know mm-hmm. murdered yeah and then he's you know get the, also the the kid around so mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm worried because I know this movie's coming, and it's like my thing with, um, with Preacher. Like, it, it got ruined. It, like, 
artistic liberties you can take, but like there are certain things about characters that need to be kept the same to keep them the same character. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're creating a totally different show. Yep. And that's what Preacher is from the source material. And that's why I'm worried about the fuck, that's why I'm worried about the boys. Yep. But the boys is also going to be on a different network. So, I don't fuck. I'm 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 we've, we've gone at length about our film about Rogan and the boys. I I am worried. Yeah, it's uh, so many things like Kirill for Frenchman. It's it's for Frenchy. Oh yes, that'd yeah. be so fucking cool. He'd be perfect. But like, I don't worry too much about like Robot Man going on to like a Titan show because like mm-hmm. it's been handled by so many different writers. Yeah, it's like oh cool Robot Man. Oh, he, he's got shades of like the character that I know and love. But like, am I gonna be like a hardcore Teen Titans fan of the TV show? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But if you were like. Also, like, if they were to do a Doom Patrol show, like, what, where, where, where could you do that and make it like cool? As strange, as strange and cool, like HBO maybe, yeah, Netflix perhaps, mm-hmm. but like a big like network like an AMC or a TNT, like. Not my no. notes. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Lone Wolf and Cub, episode three, thumbs up. Thumbs up, yeah. Um, I think it's the best one so far. Yeah, like I said, they only get better. God, I really like. My last thought on it. I, every shot of this movie, really, let it never be stated that, like, understated that Kenji Misumi is a beautiful director. He, like, moves so well and everything. I just want to sit in all of these shots. I want to sit. He makes me want to... I, I can smell the dust in the road from a horse riding by, a samurai riding on a horse, in a beautiful field in Japan. I can feel the sweat on my brow. It's great visual filmmaking. It, it's Watching these movies makes me want to visit Japan. Let's do it, Ryan. Because like it's it's not showing... like It's made in the 70s, but it's obviously taking place like late 1800s. Mm-hmm. So like you're seeing parts of Japan that you never see in modern-day filmmaking, I yeah. think, with these beautiful outdoor shots. I'm like... Well, I wonder where, like, that river is in Japan. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder where that park is. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the kind of shit that, like, it's just a different part of Japan you don't get to see. So, that's, yeah. Yeah. Any any last thoughts on it? Um, It's good. I can't wait to get to more of them. They're cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's schlocky 70s filmmaking. That's what this show's all about. This is true. Quite grody. Quite sexy. Yep. Alright, um, we'll be right back then with another segment. We'll go to our Punisher thing and uh, you'll figure it out. Alright, Ryan's drinking water. BRB! Okay. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good! I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh Uh-oh. The Sith. Because, yep. uh, Basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon. (laughs) Blackwater. Oh my god, this, this book is so... Painful. Yeah, I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know what that's like. And surely our... you were in a car that landed in black water. Yeah, I do. I know. I fucking killed a woman. You fought. Like this. Uh... <laughs> you... Oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping her just going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl up his ass? <laughs> 
then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in with the police... I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just, we're just milk-chugging right-wingers, though. <laughs> milk-chugging? And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence, the hot-ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff, and then when you're done with that, go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck, to the throat area, and then go ahead and give Slow Readers a spin. Go search iTunes and search up the name Slow Readers. Check us out, Slow Readers, comes out every Monday. You can also check us out on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence. Hi Ryan. Hi Gabe. Part two. Part two. Uh, let's be frank. Oh, I'm a, let's, let's, let's be frank. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Um, let's be frank. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Perfect. Okay. Let's be frank. Let's watch The Punisher. That's all I got. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. Um, how far did you get? Um, let's see. Um, correction the last time we talked, uh, I did not get to that scene you'd mentioned about the bathing thing. I think that I misheard you, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was weird. I'm like, did I see that? I finally saw that episode, the one where uh, Madani gets uh, her partner killed. Yes. And Billy is the one who does it, and he's bathing her, and then I'm like, oh, that's a scene Ryan was talking about. Yep. That is fucking bleak. Yeah, but it's also, I'm Scary. You know, you know, so far, I'm actually, I think I'm enjoying this more than I'm enjoying Luke Cage. Really? I, this might be my new favorite so far. That's we'll interesting. see. Because I, I think that Johnny B, big fan of him. And I've never had any kind of allegiance to the Punisher as it is. And I think the nuanced storytelling, this one's lending itself really well. I really like the relationship between Micro and, um, and Frank. But I'm in the middle of an episode right now. I think it's the next one. She's probably been almost up on my phone. Let's so see. your uh, storyline with Wilson has not... Yeah, it's not concluded yet. Okay. I think that I just got to the point... That's where I'm, I stopped. Oh, I stopped watching where uh, Frank is talking to Wilson on the phone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah and intense. Curtis is in tied to the chair. That was a pretty intense scene. And I was like, oh, he's going he's gonna to steal his leg. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he does. And he yeah. beats him to death with it. That I... I I think it's 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 good writing and planning where I have I hate and have sympathy for the villain. Mm-hmm. I think like like Killmonger. Yeah. Bring it back to Killmonger. Like it's it's so much more interesting that way. And why is it so hard for people for beyond even Marvel to write more compelling villains? It, it just it just it's a drag. I think this is one of their strongest showings with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still waiting for Billy Russo to get like more interesting because he's like a pretty like in my view like kind of a cookie cutter villain. Yeah. Like oh, you used to be one of the good guys and new art character, guy. and now you're the bad guy. Like I'm 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 figuring that he I'm turns sure. into Jigsaw at the last episode or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's gonna take that long. They're setting him up for season two, which oh, so this is exciting news. Coming next week, this week actually, I think in two days, Jessica Jones season two. That's right, that drops soon. And I heard like, like, uh, Tenant's back for Tenant's back, but I think he's just kind of like Flashbacks. in her head. Okay. So that that works for me, like Joker in Arkham, Arkham City or whatever the hell. No, Arkham Knight. But you know, I'm I'm okay with that. I love Tenant. Tenant's my doctor. He'll always be my doctor. 
but I never got into Doctor Who. Sorry. Um, I don't know if you'd enjoy it. Yeah, that's I, I've talked to a lot of people about that, and like, yeah, you're a, you're a nerd, but like, I don't know if this is you. I don't it's think like, that's it's your pretty kind of like nerd. British. Yeah. I remember, I'm famously humorless, and yeah. I'm one of the few people on the planet who doesn't like fucking Monty Python. Yeah. I think that you would watch the pilot of the reboot, and you'd be like, why the fuck should I care about Rose? You're a stupid character and a terrible character. And you would be right. Yeah. Which is I, weird, because I met that dude. Which dude? Uh, at a con. Uh, Chris Freckleson? No. Um, the guy who plays uh, Captain Jack. Oh, Marcus. I'm a... Oh, fuck. Um, he's... He's up in goddamn Arrow, too. John Barrowman. Yeah. Funny as fuck. Yeah, nice as fuck. charming and really good looking. Like, his stories that he was telling on stage were hilarious. Yeah, he's super fucking charismatic. But his fans are weird. Yeah, Torchwood fans are the worst. Me, me and the professor, we're always like, Torchwood what? season one sucks. Oh, really? Oh, Torchwood season one is garbage. Season two is a lot better. But, like... She's a fan? Hmm? You say professor? Yeah. She's a fan of that? Of Doctor Who. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's interesting. She's 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 an Anglophile. I would not taken her for a Doctor Who fan. Oh no, that's kind of why I'm really like like why I we hang out and just do not we just watch BBC serials. And like she's a, she's a big she's a huge you don't become a doctor in English without being a huge nerd in your own way. Yeah. This is so weird. Like you guys hang out and watch BBC and like mm-hmm. Michelle Monaghan and I hang out and watch like serial killer shit. Yeah, no, like we're watching. Like I wonder if there's gotta be a like psychological profile of us as like couples. There must be. I'm sure we could meet the best of both worlds by watching like Prime Suspect, the classic uh Helen Mirren uh detective um, procedural in Britain. That would be a Also perfect. starring Tom Wilkinson. Really? Young Tumble, well, not young. That's like in the eighties. They're, they're they're still old, but I see. We should get around to that. It's a good one. Yeah, I just I she does not strike me as a Who fan. I have a, yeah. I have a friend who's a uh, huge Doctor Who fan, mm-hmm. and like he knows none of us watch it, and he always like tries to like tell us about it. I'm like, dude, this has been like five years. Like, not yeah. not us. Ryan, I, I can I I'm certain you would not get into Doctor Who. Yeah, I think that it's just not your bag. And I think that that's fine because I think that Doctor Who, even as a, I'm 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 barely a fan these days. I haven't even finished the latest run. I'm just kind of like, it's like premise wise, it sounds cool. Like mm-hmm. uh, traveling around this fucking phone booth, or is it a police booth? It's a police phone booth. It's and both. then what is his his sonic screwdriver? Sonic screwdriver. Yeah. What does uh, that do? Um, all sorts of shit. It primarily just kind of like that's kind of the cool thing about. Is Doctor it like Who. a wand? In a way, basically that Doctor Who, he solves his problems by outwitting and talking through and just being generally smarter than everyone. And the Sonic screwdriver like opens doors and does control panel shit. Okay. And explain- basically it's, a, it's like a machine wand. I have one more question now. Yes. So the Doctor like dies. Yes. And then like reemerges as like looking different, but it's the same per- like same person essentially? Or is it like... A new personality, like is it is the doctor the same doctor like in the head, heart, and soul, or is it a completely new itineration like Groot? Um, it's kind of like it's complicated. It's more, it's kind of like you said about like the personality change. I mean, it, it was just a convenient thing to just change actors. Yeah. But primarily, um, it's hmm. It's hard I've, to explain. I have a follow up to this too. Okay, so. let me let me see if I can explain this as cleanly and quickly as possible. It's basically another you. Think about reincarnation, except you have the same amount of like, your 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 knowledge and your skills remain the same, but basically everything else is different. Your personality is 
basically entirely so different. So you keep all like memories and everything like that? Yes, for the most part. Okay. But it's kind of like like remembering a dream, I think, for the most part for him. I think he has memories of the past. But, well, that's more like when he immediately transforms. Yeah. He's kind of like foggy and shit. But basically, the Doctor has all the memories of his past and all of his different iterations. But it's kind of like, oh, that's not who I was anymore. It's okay. a different... Like, if he runs into a former lover, it's always bittersweet because that's not who he is anymore. Okay. He's a different person now. And why does the change happen? Like I have like I have like a couple like questions about Doctor Who and I want I want to I want to get this on the podcast. Honestly, we can have a fun segment where we can we can quiz each other about our nerd things because I would love to learn more about Preacher or any other. Th- I'm sure there's something you love that I'm like I don't get it at all. And okay. You can break it down for me, but um, so why does it happen? Yeah, why does the change occur? Is well, it it's be- when he like, dies. Oh, it's so mortal wounds. A mortal wound, or he can do it on his own if he wants to. But I don't see it. Wouldn't want to. Is basically killing yourself. Okay. So yeah, it's. Um, yeah, a mortal wound. I think you're, you're supposed to only have like 12 regenerations. That was my last part because yeah. now we're on the last one. Yeah. So Supposedly what happened? the last one. I mean, it's it's all like writing, like finagling. So I'm pretty sure that they're going to find another way to have another thing. Maybe that now that the doctors change genders, she gets a new set of regenerations. I don't know. They make up the rules as they go along. Okay. And like, so it was off the air for a while. Mm-hmm. Like they did doctors like one through whatever. Seven. One through seven, and then it went off the air for like eight. Technically, there's a there's a TV movie for eight, and then nine came back in 05. Okay, so and then there I've heard there's like lost episodes and shit like kind from the of. first run. Yeah. So you haven't watched the first run at all? I I've watched random episodes. The first run is like watching classic Star Trek, but like it's it's the the tacky fun is like 40 60 at any given time okay that i think actually if anything you get more behind the original series because it's charmingly cheap and kind of like shitty to be perfectly honest okay. it looks like public television because it basically was yeah so doctor early doctor kind of doctor who is it doesn't have like the glitz and the kind of extra corniness of the new series okay so you'd probably get behind that in like a retro kind of way is like background noise okay but yeah, Doctor Who's fun. All right, maybe we'll maybe we'll touch back on this. Yeah. New segment quiz. Yeah. Quiz me about your nerdiness. Exactly. Who? Uh, we'll come up with a name for it. Um, how do we get on that train? Uh, the professor. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I was curious. Like, nerdiness. Yeah. John Barrowman. Uh, Torchwood sucks. Um, but where were we before John Barrowman? Punisher. Punisher. <laughs> so Punisher. Um, I I am still really happy with this thing with him with him coming out. Um, we should definitely do it. Um, let's talk about. Uh, I almost said Veronica Mars. Jessica Jones as that comes out as well. I mean, the professor are going to go like hunker down and start watching it. Okay, cool. I'll probably like get in. I wait. No, I can't watch it with Michelle Monaghan. She watched like two or three episodes and was like, "Yeah, whatever. Fuck you." She, like, doesn't, she doesn't like it. I don't think she. It's not that she doesn't like it. It's that she. Her nerd shit is different than my nerd shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, anything, like, comic book related, like, I'll be like, yeah, I'll probably watch this. Like, I'm upset with myself that I didn't, like, binge out Punisher when, like, all my friends watched it in a week. But I was like, dude, I got, like, I'm, I'm married. I got shit to do. Yeah, I'm still an upset. But, like, yeah. But this comes out, I'll start it, and I'll probably get mm-hmm. through those, like, random days, like, with Punisher where I binge, like, three episodes. And then, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I, like, I... Didn't mean to just keep on watching it, but I'm getting more and more engrossed. Hopefully, it ties itself up well, and then we'll get some jigsaw, and we'll yeah. get some cool stuff. Again, I really, really like what they're doing with, mm-hmm. with Johnny B's Punisher. I've never cared about the Punisher this much, and he's just great. Yeah, that's okay. cool and compelling. Ryan, is this, was this episode, this past one, was it better than Warzone? 
No. No? I know you you <laughs> love Warzone. Warzone is such, I don't know why. It's such a different animal, but I I do really I I like that movie a lot. That movie right. it's fucking Batman. If someone's like, "Do you want to watch like an episode of Punisher or do you want to watch Warzone?" Like, dude, put on Warzone. Warzone <laughs> it's is It's so goofy and yeah. fun and like up until up until this that was like probably it, you know it still might be the closest to the Punisher in the comics. Because this is a complete like I'm not gonna say complete reimagining, but it's a it's a it's different definitely it's enough a take. It's a definitely it's a take on him. Yeah, I think like Netflix Punisher is like reading a book, and Warzone's like reading a comic. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's the best way to put it. It's good stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, still, keep, still we'll, in. we'll keep watching. Great. Um, and um, let's wrap up. Let's be frank. Yeah. Zip. All right. I'm um, right. Um. So we're running long. Uh, Oscars. Oscars. How are your predictions? I'm just saying that uh, all of mine apparently are fucking dead wrong from a couple really? of years ago. Yeah, no, I. That's why I was kind of glad I didn't get to play a bracket because I would have lost, and I don't like losing brackets. Oh shit! I don't know what predictions I made. I yeah. Forget. I was uh, when we were watching it. We like I had like a really long day, mm-hmm. and I got home like later, so I was probably like halfway through the whole thing when we started watching. Mm-hmm. We watched for like an hour and a half, and she like passed out, and then I came out and I like wrapped up with like the last like four awards. But, like, while we were watching, we were just kind of like, all right, impulse, buy your picks. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what we were doing. And she was, like, more spot on than I was. And I was like, God <laughs> damn it. And then, yeah, I watched, like, the last, like, four. And I, I just, like, I, I couldn't find myself to care as much as I cared last year. Yeah. Because I was such a, I was kind of a nut for La La Land. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw more of the movies last year. Yeah. And this year, I really didn't see that much. I'm really kicking myself for Shape of Water. And I'm actually pissed if I wait to bring her up again. Because, like, when it first came out, I was like, hey, I'm kind of interested in seeing this movie. Uh-huh. Do you want to go? She's like, no, that looks stupid. And now that the public opinion has changed, she's like, I kind of want to see that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, I offered to take you, mm-hmm. like, to this movie because I wanted to see it. And I did not see it in theaters because... Okay. It's, yeah. it's still out and it's back. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an arts quest for, like, the next, yeah. like, week or two. Dude, go, go see it. The professor loved it. Well, like she, she said she said the other day when we saw her that uh, you can just rent it. Oh yeah, you can also rent it on Amazon. So, but dude, do yourself a favor, see it on the big screen. It's just such a wonderful experience. All right, it looks like uh, I thought it looked. I was in from the trailer, dude. Like yeah, um, I was taken by surprise. Was there anything you're that much? Anything you're mad about that didn't win, or someone that did win that you didn't want? Um, I am Allison Janney, great and I Tanya, not even close to being as good as Leslie Manville was in Phantom Thread and Laurie Metcalf in was in Lady Bird. I think that was ridiculous. I think Lyles and Jenny was amazing. Did Lady Bird get anything? No. I don't think it won anything. Hmm. That surprised me. I was going to sweep. See, I, I told you like when we yeah. talked about this that it's the, the movie that popped too early. Yeah, I think you're right. It was almost like the Casey Affleck thing. Yeah. Not the allegations. But... Um, I, I am kind of irritated at that. Laurie Metcalf, that should have been her Oscar, or Leslie Manville should have been her Oscar. Allison Janney's performance, just just, just loud. Yeah. It's good. She's really good in it, really. Don't get me wrong. I didn't another year, I should have deserved it. I figured if you said on the show, is it like essentially what they said, the Goodfellas of... Yeah, um, rent it. Okay. It's, it's, it's good. You should definitely see it. You'd like it. Don't run to the theater or anything. Yeah, but run, run to the theater see Shape of Water. Do that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Heath did really well. Oh yeah, he cleaned house. He got best director, Del Toro. Yeah. Also, I, 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 it was so fucking charming when like he took the envelope out of Warren Beatty's oh, hand, double checked, waved it, yeah. it like yeah, that was great. Uh, 
Nyama, like who was who else was he up against for director? Oh, it, it, that was that was a dead heat this year. I felt it was, was he... Jordan Peele, Greta okay. Gerwig, um, Nolan, um, Paul Thomas Anderson, and I think there was one more. Might have been them actually. Yeah, they but didn't. That was they, that they was race. They didn't drop off for Denis, did they? No. Okay. Hey, Deakey won that, and thank God Roger Deakins finally has his Oscar for Blade Runner. Couldn't have deserved it more. I was talking to like I was talking about it, and I was like, yeah, this dude's been nominated like fucking like sixteen times or something. I think twelve. Yeah, maybe, but like Jesus, like finally. Yeah, and he's like <clears throat> one of the it's like Scorsese. It's like, how has he not won yet? And he finally won. Yeah, they gave it. Something I'm Gary Oldman. Like I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I, I didn't know. Who, I would have loved to see Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out win that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did anything that was like deserving of Best Actor though. I love that clip of his. He's great, and also he's pretty. Don't get me wrong; like he's a great actor. I, mm-hmm. I like I like him. Like I, I'm not as hot on Get Out. I think just because it was hyped up so much, and yeah. it took me a year to see it. Yeah. So I had a year of people being like, "Get out, weekend. get yeah, out." It was. It, I, and then, I was floored by it. Like, my wife still bitches about it, saying it's that like it's um, skeleton key. I think she said. Yeah, she insists it's a skeleton key. I'm like, I think that's coincidence. Yeah, that's coincidence, probably. Yeah, I'm like I, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to it. But yeah. sure. So to me, like that movie was just fine. Mm-hmm. Like, but like again, I'm a fucking like straight white dude. Yeah. So it's not like a movie that was made for me. I'm I'm like I like I said with all things with inclusiveness, having more mm-hmm. women, having more people of color, and things. Yeah. I'm all for it. I, I've been I've been in way too many movies. <laughs> that's that's the best way I can put it. So yeah. like to have a cool like black centric like mm-hmm. suspenseful horror film. I mean, I, 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 like I said, I liked it. It was just fine. I didn't love it, but again, it's yeah. I was happy to see Jordan Peele get yeah, his. Yeah, that's such great news. Yeah. He get Michael Key on the internet. I was like, yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, so I mean, it's cool. Like I'm glad it won more that. of that. I I honestly I I was disappointed. My biggest disappointment is that I think Big Six should won Best Original Screenplay, and that means taking it away from Jordan Peele. But mm. I I do think that Big Six was the best screenplay of the year. Really? I, I again, I am I'm a little biased. I really gotta get to the, the movies shirt. more. You've seen everything. I saw everything. The only thing I didn't see was Darkest Hour and The Post. And I feel like I'm gonna see that this week. Because I, I feel obligated. But I, I saw everything else. There was a discussion last year where you saw yeah. like everything. And, like I, w- I went with you to go see the Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. And you and Danny were just like talking about it in a way that I was like, I, yeah, that movie was stupid. Yeah. I don't care for that movie. I really don't. Yeah. That, Fart noise! Yeah, so... Um, Coming up, there's a whole bunch of cool movies that um, yeah. Thoroughbreds movie you mentioned like a couple Can't weeks ago. Wait. That looks really awesome. Um, there's a couple other really random ones. I was I read something online about like the mar- how big the marketing campaign has been and how early it was for Ready Player One. Yeah, is like indicative that they think they've got a real big hit on their hands. I'm maybe again. You're a noted not big fan of Spielberg, yeah. and I'm a huge Spielberg fan, so I'm probably all the '80s affectation. I know my, my ass is gonna be in that seat. Yeah. So. Oh, I saw Annihilation. I forgot to tell you that. Annihilation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How was it? Good. Really good, even. Um, it's... It's... Uh, it's not as good as Arrival, and it's not as good as Aliens. It's in the middle. But it's good. Alien I'd or Aliens? Z- z- okay. So, yeah. It's... it's, it's, it's you both. like the second one better? Better than... I like Alien better. Really? Yeah. 
It's like a personality question. Yeah, I, I like the psychological horror more than I like the uh, the the Vietnam allegory. Yeah, I, I like the original better. I think it's, it's tighter, but um, yeah, it's it's really close to Arrival, really close to Aliens. How about Ex Machina? I didn't like it as much as Ex Machina. Okay. Uh, it's it's good. I think you would like it. Uh, I think maybe if you get a chance to see it in theaters, because it's visually stunning. But, you know, that that doesn't sell me. You, you know what else was visually stunning? Dunkirk. Couldn't have give, gave, like, two fucks about that movie. I really... I really. Dan, Daniel made this point to me. He said, he was like, you gave Transformers 5 more of a chance than Dunkirk. And I'm like, yeah, I had something to prove. Also... I've, I slept through Transformers, but the attention I gave that first 30 minutes was more than I gave all of Dunkirk. Like, Dunkirk curtain dropped, curtain opened, I was on my phone. That's so odd. I don't care about war movies. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I stuck through it, but it's I was not rushing out to buy this on DVD. Yeah. It was one of the few that I did see over the summer, but yeah. like, sure, good. I mean, yeah. I couldn't take it seriously from like the minute go because like I was watching it with a comedian. And his first thing was like, as soon as he Tom Hardy, he just made his like I am Gotham's reckoning yep. line, and I was like, God damn it! He's now I can't it. fucking take this seriously. No, it's it's good. Um, so that about does yeah. it. Yeah. Um, um, Ryan, do you want to plug our contest? Yes. Uh, so once again, ladies and gentlemen, we have a custom poster being made for us of the Warriors by friend of the show Tyler Martis. Uh, all you got to do for that is comment on the Instagram page. I'll be making a post on that today. Yep. Uh, Comment on that, uh, and uh, why don't you go over and give us five stars? Give us a five star review, guys. Yeah, if you if we see a comment on on the the page, then you're going to uh, be entered for a chance to win. So fucking pretty, dude. Yeah, I have more pictures for you. Oh, thank God! Yeah, please send those to me. I'm yeah. gonna I'm all over them. Uh, so yeah, those uh, that'll be coming. Uh, you can follow uh, Tyler at t underscore martis, um, and then go over to the whip around and listen to the episode we were on. If you want to think about uh, getting another chance, you want to double dip into this contest. There's uh, an opportunity for you to do that. Also, uh, we might have uh, a third one for uh, local movie theater. Still working that out. Oh, yeah, that's true. Still working that out. Um, yep, you can follow me on the Instagram, though, at Tango Like Cash. Pictures like are... his cocktail drinks. Yeah, like my cocktail drinks, Pictures. please. Pictures. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm posting these days. A lot of mm-hmm. fun ones. You'll be seeing some of my Quentin Tarantino stuff show yeah, up soon. Yeah, maybe along with my Photoshop. Yeah, hopefully. Fun times. Oh, and you can also check out these drinks and me bartending every weekend at the bookstore Speakeasy, 336 uh, Adam Street, Southside Bethlehem. Come on in. Give me money. I'll make you drinks. Yeah. Gabriel. Um, guys, please listen to the other Top Gallant radio show, Slow Readers, a fast-paced literature podcast where Daniel, William, Michael, and I talk about books and only books, nothing ever else besides books. We're still doing our fun new thing called the Alan Smithy Game. To be honest, I feel like that that's a movie show thing, but then Daniel was like, nope, I like it too much, so sorry, Ryan, D- Daniel stole that. We're trying to come up with a new game for this show, so it'll be fun. Oh, he still wanted to do that whole thing. Hmm? What did you say he stole? Sorry, I was on my oh, phone. Oh, he stole Alan the... Smithy game. Because honestly, I'm like, I think this is more of a sex and violence thing, man. But he's like, no, we're doing it for slow readers. I'm like, all right, whatever. That's fine. I had fun like just throwing wrenches at Phil. Like, I, yeah. I really want to listen to that. My favorite part of that was uh, Sean mm-hmm. giving the reviews. Yeah, and like the way he critic, crafted yeah. those so quickly. They're I was so I was good. 
really impressed, and I was laughing like a hyena. Yeah, he gave it a whole new thing. That's going to be airing with Monday's episode of Slow Readers. I can hear that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we had the whip around. We did an Alan Smithy game, so that's exciting. For listeners who don't know, Slow Readers, we played this game called the Alan Smithy game where someone on the spot has to make an entire movie in five minutes. They're only given a location, a genre, and a cast, and they just have to go for it. I want to come on and do this. Yeah, we'll have you call in or just come on the show in general. All right. Hey. Cool. Alright, I'm um, also that follow us on Instagram at Sex and Violence Pod. That's where you'll find all the pictures. And follow me personally at Baby Mara, five A's. Yeah. At the end of it. Um that about it? That's about it. I yeah. feel like I we groceries. We don't really know what we're doing next, I guess. Other than Lady Vengeance. Are we? Maybe. Or what was another Anytime we say what we're doing, we don't do it. We don't so. do it. Well what's another thing we wanted to do? So we had Korean thing. We had Lone Wolf and Cub. Was that? Oh, we're gonna oh, do De Palma. Palma. We gotta, so either we'll do like Thumbs a towel, or we'll do Lady Vengeance. Or unless we come across something really cool. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a movie. Yeah, we'll do a movie. It's gonna be a movie. Alright, guys. Bye. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasting content, go to topgauntradio.com 